Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Thankful for Jesus today. Sometimes I get up in the morning and uh, go to my office to study and pray and meditate. And sometimes I, I literally run out of words to express my love for God. I actually sometimes take a college thesaurus and I look for new adjectives and new adverbs and new phrases of praise that I can give to my God. He is worthy to be praised. I want you to know that Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Amen. And Jesus is the best thing that will ever happen to you. Boy, you're in, you're in the right place this morning. You really are, where there's praise and worship and, and uh, you know, and, and where the word of God is going to be preached. You know that faith comes by hearing? Hearing by the word of God? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what a joy to be here again this Resurrection Sunday with Abundant Life and Brother and Sister Kylie and this, this faithful and all the faithful saints of God. To every visitor here today, I welcome you also. And I pray that the word of the Lord will be meaningful to you and easy to understand and that your relationship with God will be enhanced. And at the close of this message today, folks, we're going to come to this altar and talk to the living God. We're not going to pray to an idol. No. You know, idols have ears, but they cannot hear, and eyes, and they cannot see. But our God has ears, and he can hear. And he has eyes, and he can see, and a mouth, and he can speak, and hands, and he can touch. So while we stand, let's open our Bibles, please, to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Please. John, chapter 14, beginning beginning with verse 1. John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Jesus said in verse 4, And where I go ye know, and the way ye know. But Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus 
saith unto him, I am the way. Let's pray one more time, shall we? Jesus, again, we thank you for your presence, for your word. Again, Lord, help me to minister your word. Help us to hear it, receive it. And God, for your glory and for your honor, in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. I pastored in upstate New York. I was ordained in Staten Island, New York. And, and it, was, it was always been, you know, enjoyable for me to visit New York City. All right? New York City's kind of a unique place. They sure have good pizza and good uh, cheesecake. All right. But, but, but there is a, there's a newspaper in New York City called the New York Daily News. And I, and I picked up some years ago and a copy of the New York Daily News and the whole center section was the faces of individuals that a reporter at random went downtown to Times Square. And Times Square is amazing too. Rich people, poor people, people from every nationality, people of every race. It, it's, it's, just, it's just a total conglomeration of every race and every type of people you can imagine. But a reporter from the New York Daily News went down there and at random, with his microphone and camera, you know, just went to people on the street and asked them one question. Do you think you are going to go to heaven? Do you think you are going to go to heaven? So they had the pictures of 16 people and their responses in the New York Daily News. And I just want to read you verbatim some of the responses of these people. Do you think you're going to go to heaven? The first individual I made note of was a film company representative. Do you think you're going to go to heaven? Yes, I'm sure of it. There must be, there must be justice in its true sense. Otherwise, there would be no logic to living because going to heaven would be but a small recompense, a small reward for all their dirty deals and I mean dirty deals that have made my life a hell on earth. So this man's hope of going to heaven is grounded on justice. Because he's had a few dirty deals on this earth, he thinks he should go to heaven and heaven will be a small reward as if God owes it to him. All right. Another person asked was a woman who served drinks in a tavern, a barmaid. Do you think you're going to go to heaven? She said, I don't know. Like most women, I gossip. I talk about others behind their backs and I'm envious and jealous of other women that have more than I have. The one thing I wouldn't do that many women do is go out with a married man. Recently, I read a book entitled <laughs> The Devil is a Woman <laughs> and it made sense. <laughs> oh, I've looked for this book. I just can't find it. All right. Well, I go to heaven. I don't know. Now, this woman was... Well, she gave an honest answer, but she realized gossip, envy, jealousy are wrong. But because she doesn't go, because she wouldn't date a married man, maybe she'll have a chance. Another individual asked was a man who owned the tavern. Are you going to go to heaven? Yes, indeed. Just as sure as the good Lord has mercy in his heart. I'm going through hell right now. I've been forced out of my old place of business. I've had to relocate my tavern. And it's been hard for my customers to get acquainted to my new address. 
I've always tried to do the right thing, and there must be some reward. Yep, no food in the refrigerator. Yep, the bills aren't paid, but keep serving drinks and take the man's money. Sounds like the right thing to me. Another person asked was a typist, a secretary from Brooklyn. Are you going to go to heaven? I think so. I'm sure I'm going to have to make a, a, a stop on the way to a place called purgatory to be cleansed of my sins. In fact, I don't think there is a hell. A God who is all good cannot conceive of such a place as hell because God is mercy. Now, the amazing thing about this woman's answer is that she believes in a place called purgatory and the word is not even found in the Bible. But she does not believe in a place called hell and the Bible definitely mentions hell. But I want everyone here to know, if you are not cleansed of your sins before you die, there's never another opportunity to be cleansed of your sins after you die. Thank God we're in a church where the altar is open. Thank God we're in a church where you can get rid of your sins before you die. Another individual asked, a, radio, a, a woman who worked at a radio station, do you think you're going to go to heaven? She said, only God knows. But I have hopes. I've never killed anybody. I've never stolen anything. I've never desired another woman's husband. And, but of course, that is all negative. And I know I should do something positive to enter heaven. I'm still very young. And I hope I'll have a lot of time to think and to act. Now, this woman's first mistake is when she said, only God knows. Because Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, don't rejoice because evil spirits are subject unto you. Rejoice because your names are written down in heaven. You can know that you are going to heaven. But she said, I know I should do something positive to enter heaven. And I'm very young, but I hope I'll have a lot of time to think and to act. Listen, everybody, when Jesus Christ comes, amen, amen, and the trumpet sounds and we're changed in a moment, of a twinkling of an eye, you will not have time to think and you will not have time to act. But on this Sunday morning, you have time to think and you have time to act and you can do something positive to enter heaven. Now, the amazing thing, out of all these 16 responses, not one person mentioned Jesus Christ. Yet Jesus said, I am am the way. You know, I, I like John 14. Don't let your heart be troubled. You know, man, Iran, Red China, Obama, Hillary, don't let your heart be troubled. All right, right here, right here. Okay. Amen. In my father's house are many mansions. Amen. He said, he said if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I don't know what kind of house you have, but there's going to be a better place. All right. All right. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. But Thomas said, Lord, but we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? But Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the way. Now let's, I want you folks to know there's no other way to get to heaven other than through Jesus Christ. Now let's turn in our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 in our Bibles. Proverbs chapter 14. And verse 12. 
Proverbs 14 and verse 12. It says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. It really does seem right. But the end thereof are the ways of death. I've traveled in 69 countries of the world. In Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, I've seen them every February put long pins and needles through their skin, decorate them with weights and stones and decorate them with ribbons and flowers and crawl up a thousand stairs of a Hindu temple. Amen, of a Buddhist temple, and their flesh is tore and their skin is a bloody mess. You know what? This seems right to them. When I was at the Vatican in Rome, I saw a man crawling up the center aisle and I kissed the altar, crawled back down outside, down the steps. His pants legs were tore and his knees were a bloody mess. This seems right unto a man. But because it seems right, doesn't mean that it is right. And the problem with the world today is that there are so many ways floating around out there. So many TV preachers, radio preachers, churches are like gas stations. There's one in every corner. Folks, there's a lot of ways that seem right. But Jesus is the only way. The only way. Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. And verse 15, it says that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth or he that listens with a desire to obey, amen, unto counsel is wise. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Now, when, when the Bible classifies someone a fool, it's not because they are not educated or do not know how to read or write. But the Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It is a foolish thing to think that there is no God. The, here was the farmer who tore down his barns to build bigger barns, you know. And he said, I'm going to eat and drink, amen, you know. And I'm just going to take my knees. And the angel said, you're a fool. Not because he tore down his barns to build bigger barns. He was a fool because he gave no thought to eternal values. All right. And that's why, you know, Wednesday when I was here was, was the... Atheist holiday, you know, April Fool's Day. But anyway, you know. But folks, do you understand? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And now the fool is right in his own eyes. Just because, again, well, you know, I'm not going to hearken on the counsel. Just whatever I think is right, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Now I, tra- now, I live in DeWitt, Michigan, which is about 300 and, I don't know, 50 miles or so from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Now... Uh, in my car, I have a Rand McNally Atlas. I buy it at Walmart because it's cheaper there. All right. For $6.97. All right. Now, I open up this Atlas, all right, because I want to get from DeWitt, Michigan to Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Now, now, when I open up this atlas, it tells me I should take I-69 south to I-94 west, you know, to get on 294 around Chicago, you know, come up 94, you know, and, and head toward Madison, and then I take the exit that says Oconomowoc. But I don't know who Rand McNally is. Do you, any of you know Rand McNally? How do I know he wasn't high on drugs when he made this map? I mean, really, who put all these lines together? <laughs> but I said, you know what? That just doesn't seem right to me. 
Brother Kylie, I'll be there, but I think I'm going to take I-94 East going toward Cleveland, Ohio. All right, and then I'm going to take 77 South going, going toward Columbus, Ohio. Then I'm going to take I-24 over to Kentucky, so I might be here by next Easter. All right. <laughs> Folks, we don't even know who put this together. When I checked out of Walmart, did I say, is this an authentic atlas? Can I believe this atlas? But do you know what? If you just open it up and do what it tells you to do, you're going to get where you want to go. Now, if you want to go to Chicago, read Rand McNally. But if you want to go to heaven, this is your spiritual atlas. Amen. This is the book that you need to read. Hallelujah. I want to go to heaven. And Jesus is the way. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 7 in our Bibles. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many, let's say many, many there be which go in thereat. But then it says in verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few, let's all say few, few there be that find it. Now, the Bible simply saying there's going to be more people lost than saved. Do you know why? Because very few people really look at Jesus Christ and say, he is the way to be saved. He is the way. He is the gate. Now, Jesus is not an egotist. You know, he does not have a, a pride problem. But this is simply the Bible truth that he is the way. Now, God has always provided one way in Scripture, one way to escape the death angel, all right, in Egypt. Put blood on the doorposts of your house. One way to get, escape the flood, Noah, get into the ark. One way, Naaman, for you to be cured of your leprosy, dip seven times in the Jordan River. And I want all of you to know today, there's one way to get to heaven. And Jesus Christ is the way. The only way. Hallelujah. Because all the Eastern religions, you know, it says, well, Muhammad was a good teacher. Confucius was a good teacher. Buddha was a good teacher. And Jesus is a good teacher. But what makes Jesus so unique is that Buddha died and he's still buried. Confucius died and he's still buried. Joseph Smith died and he's still buried. But I want you to know Jesus Christ died, but he's not buried today. He is alive forevermore. Jesus is the way. Now, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, and verse 1. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, and verse 1. John, chapter 10, and verse 1. Jesus said, Very, very, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. A thief and the robber. 
So verse nine, Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now we are all in this beautiful building today. How many here came through a window? Anybody? How many came through the door? Aren't you glad for doors? Now, you look strange at someone if they're going into a building, but it's not through the door. Now, I remember some years ago when I assisted my dad in Beloit, Wisconsin. We came home from a rally in Madison, Wisconsin, and I was locked out of the house. But it was the summertime, you know, and the windows were open, but there were screens on the windows. So I told Sister Mackey, just stay in the car, you know, I'll get that screen off and crawl on the and crawl in the house. So back then, everybody, we had metal garbage cans, not these rubber things, these metal garbage cans. So I went back to my garage, put the garbage can by the, you know, by the window. I hopped up on the garbage can, you know, and I took those little things off the screen, you know, and I took the screen off, but still the, you know, the window ledge was a little bit high. So I had to give a little jump to swing my leg through the window ledge and I kicked the garbage can over. Metal, and it goes bam, bam, bam down the driveway. So it's 10 to 12, and I'm halfway in my window, and my next door neighbor wakes up and puts his, puts his nose to his screen and says, hey, you, what are you doing? And I said, it's me, Mr. Thomas, I'm locked out. He said, boy, you sure make a lot of noise, is what he said. So folks, you look strangely at somebody that crawls in through the window. If anyone tries to get to heaven any other way than Jesus Christ, he is a thief and he is a robber. He said, I am the door. Now, the doctor insisted that, that we have a handicapped license plate on our vehicle because it's just to make spine. Sometimes it's very difficult for her to walk. All right, so... Uh, we pulled into a Walmart store one time, and so I was parked in the handicapped spot. You know, and I, and, I mean, Walmart stores don't do much for me, except when I'm buying an Atlas. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> but, but, I, but you know, so I'm, I'm sitting here reading one of my books and doing a little bit of studying, and I looked up, and do you know what? I saw people walking into a Walmart store. You know, a tall man came to the door, and the door opened. You know what? A short man came to the door, and the door opened. A hairy man came to the door, and the door opened. A bald man came to the door, and the door opened. An oriental lady came to the door, and the door opened. You know, an African-American came to the door, and the door opened. You know, a white man came to the door, and the door opened. An educated man came to the door. And the door opened. An uneducated man came to the door, and the door opened. Do you know what Walmart is saying? Hey, we want everybody to come into the Walmart store. Listen, I really know Jesus is the door. I don't care if you're educated or uneducated, rich or poor, black or white, Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. He is the door. And anybody that tries to get in any other way, he's a thief and he is a robber. So when Jesus tells Thomas, Thomas, I am the way, but Lord, we don't know where you're going, but, but, but Jesus said, you got to look at me, Thomas. So do you know what we need to do with Jesus? We need to put him under a microscope. Folks, we got to bisect him and dissect him and examine him because the way to go to heaven, amen, is found in Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at Jesus, you know what we discover? That he was born of a virgin. All right, born of a virgin. And, uh, 
So does that mean if I was born of a virgin, I'm going to heaven? No. We realize that when Jesus was 12 years old and he was in the temple, amazing, you know, the theologians, does that mean if you're, if you're very good in scriptural knowledge and in theology, you're going to go to heaven? No. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus walked on water. Jesus fed the multitude. Does that mean if I can walk on water and heal the sick, I'm going to heaven? No, it does not. Because Jesus, because the Bible says there are going to be many that stand before God and say, Lord, didn't we prophesy? Didn't we do many wonderful works? And the Lord's going to say, sorry, I don't even know who you are. But when we read the Bible, we are not constantly reminded of his birth. We are not constantly reminded of his miracles. We are constantly Constantly reminded of the death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are constantly reminded, and I want you folks to know that the story of Calvary is not a fairy tale. And when they really took a man, a man by the name of Jesus and blindfolded him and beat him more than any man was ever beaten before a band of soldiers and they hit him in the face. Amen. And in the groin and in the heart and in the back and in the kidneys. One translation of Isaiah said his face was so swollen you cannot even distinguish the nose from the cheekbones from the chin. Do you understand blood came from his eyes? Blood came from the nose. Blood came from the lips. Blood came from the ears. They plated a crown of thorns on his head. More blood. They put nails in his hands and in his feet. More blood. They put stripes in his back. More blood. They drove a spear into his side. More blood. Do you know why? Because the blood of bulls and goats has no power to take away sin. But what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want you to know, folks, when they, when they sing about the cross and they sing about the blood, amen, that is not a fairy tale. Because blood is part of the way to be saved. They took a bloody corpse off that cross and they buried Jesus in a tomb, buried him. But do you know what? On that third day, the earth shook, the stone rolled back, and amen. And Jesus comes out of the tomb, resurrected, alive now and forevermore. Because when Jesus said, I am the way, you need to look. Now, what do you mean, Jesus? How can you be the way? Amen. Jesus Christ died, Jesus Christ was buried, and Jesus Christ rose again, resurrected. So, what does that mean to you and me 2,000 years later? On, on, on April the 5th, you know, 2015. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the head and the church is the body. Does the head die and not the body? Do they bury the head and not the body? I want you to know Jesus Christ died as the head and we must die as the body. And the Bible term for our death is repentance. There is very little repentance preached in the world. There's a lot of health and wealth, a lot of blab it and grab it and name it and claim it. But there's very little repentance where you come to a place and say, God, I am so sorry for all my sin. I confess it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Amen. And you hate it so much you turn your back on it and you walk away. And when you repent, 
repent of your sins. Folks, I mean, there's, there's more to repentance and then ashes on your forehead and tears on your face. Repentance is dying to the flesh and dying to, you die. And now Jesus Christ was buried. The Bible says we are buried with him by baptism into his death. Amen. The reason this church does not have a little birdbath sprinkling fount here is because there is no sprinkling for water baptism in the Bible. We have a tank over here with enough water to bury any one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the way. Jesus Christ died. Amen. We died through repentance. Jesus Christ was buried. We are buried with him through water baptism in the name of Jesus. And on that third day when Jesus resurrected from the dead, the Bible says if the same spirit dwell in you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is the temple of resurrection power. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost in the Bible, they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the words to speak. Listen, everybody, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Amen. When you look at Jesus, it's not his miracles, it's not his birth, that's the way, but it's his death, and it is his burial, and it is his resurrection. That is why on the day of Pentecost, when they said, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the way. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 27 in our Bibles. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. In verse 42, Matthew chapter 27 and verse 42. Matthew 27 and verse 42. Well, actually verse 41 says, Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Do you understand? Through the whole ministry of Jesus Christ, he wanted people to believe him. But they never did. When he said, before Abraham was, I am, folks, they wanted to kill him. You know? You know, and he said, and they said, thou being a man, makest thyself God. They were always picking up stones to stone him. They wanted to push him off a cliff. Amen. They wanted to kill Jesus. But now he's nailed to the cross. And now they're mocking. They said, boy, he can save others, but he sure cannot save himself. Amen. If he came down from the cross, now we'll believe. And I want all of you folks to know Jesus could have come down from the cross. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he did not not come down. Do you know why? Because Jesus knew that people just believing in him would not save them. Blood had to be shed. There had to be a death. There had to be a burial. And there had to be a resurrection. That is why if you want to be saved, you must experience a death. You must experience a burial. And you must experience a resurrection. Come down from the cross and we'll believe. No, Jesus said, I can't come down. But because people just believing will not save them. It's the death, it's the burial, and it is the resurrection. 
Now let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 in our Bibles. Acts chapter 18 and verse 24. Acts 18, 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently, diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only, let's all say only, only the baptism of John the Baptist. Verse 26, and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. The way of God more accurately, literally, is what they were saying. Now, here is Apollos, boy, eloquent, mighty in the scriptures, but all he knew was what John the Baptist preached. Do you understand John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus? Amen. And John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me who's mightier than I. I'm not even, I'm not even, you know, I, I don't even want to stoop down and tie his shoes. And John the Baptist said, I must decrease and Jesus must increase. Listen, everybody, if Jesus could really increase in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart today, it'd be worth our while being here. He, I must decrease. He must increase. And now, so now, Aquila and Priscilla, amen, they talked Go to Apollos. Boy, Apollos, you're a a good preacher. Man, I mean, it's great the way you minister the word of God. But then they took him unto them and expounded to him the way of God more perfectly. They said, hey, Apollos, you know, obviously you're acquainted with John the Baptist. But do you remember how John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase? Well, I want to tell you, Apollos, that Jesus, amen, came and Jesus died and Jesus Christ was buried and Jesus Christ rose again and they expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly, more accurately. And in this pulpit today, I'm not here to, I'm not here to take away from anyone's religious background. I would never tell anyone, you know, that you've never felt God or, or God never touched you. I'm not here to take away from anything on anybody, but I am in this pulpit, I pray with the help of God, to expound unto you the way of God more perfectly. Because some, because Apollos knew only, only what John the Baptist said. Some people know only what the TV evangelist says. Some people know only what their grandma said. Some people know only what their parents said. But you need to know what the word of God says. Jesus Christ died. Jesus Christ was buried. And Jesus Christ rose again that we might be saved. Because if there was some other way, then Jesus died for nothing. His blood is worthless. Don't get excited on Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> I mean, why? Get, come on, why come up and come to church and go home and eat ham? Folks, it, really, it doesn't mean anything. But if Jesus Christ, he could not come down. And if there was, if the death, burial, and resurrection don't mean anything, then Jesus died for nothing. If he did not die, if he was not buried, if he did not resurrect, then what's the way? What is the way? But Jesus told Thomas, I am the way, I am the way, I am the way. Now let's look in our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 in our Bibles. 
Acts chapter 9, verse 1. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way. Do you see how specific it is? This way. Whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So, folks, this message of the death, burial, and resurrection, of repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and receiving the Holy Ghost, folks, the Jews hated this message in the book of Acts. So here is Saul, before he was converted, he brought men and women bound to Jerusalem. Now let's look at Acts chapter 19 and verse 9. Acts chapter 19 and verse 9, it says this. Acts 19.9, but when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way. Some people still speak evil of the way. Before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. But then it says in verse, in verse 23, even though they were being opposed, at the same time there arose no small stir about that way. Do you know what, do you know, do you know what Oconomowoc needs again? Do you know what Milwaukee needs? A big stir about this way. Where people are talking about repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, in Acts chapter 22 in our Bibles, Acts chapter 22, here is Saul, whose name is now Paul, giving his testimony. And in Acts chapter 22 and verse 4, Paul is saying, And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. Both men and women. But then he said in verse 16, it gives, he's giving his testimony. Now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So even Paul himself, in his conversion, repented, was baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now in Acts chapter 24, in verse 14, Acts chapter 24, in verse 14, here is Paul giving his testimony again. But this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy so worship I the God of my fathers believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. So this is Saul's, Paul's testimony that he said I'm, I've obeyed this way. Jesus is the way. It's the death. It's the burial. It's the resurrection. You do not have to understand original Greek and original Hebrew to understand the death the burial, the resurrection. You don't have to go to a theological cemetery for eight years to understand this. It's the death, it's the burial, and it's the resurrection. Of all the times I've been to New York City, to all the times I've been to Times Square eating pizza and cheesecake, why couldn't I have been there when the reporter was there? Here I am looking at the Empire State Building, checking out Wall Street, seeing how my millions are doing, you know. And this reporter comes up and says, do you think you're going to go to heaven? And I would say, yes! I repented of my sins. I'm baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes! How about you, sir? Are you going to heaven? Oh, no, wait, I'm the reporter. I'm asking, no, let me tell you what Jesus did for you. Jesus died 
so we could die through repentance. He shed his blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Jesus Christ was buried, and I've been buried with water baptism. Jesus Christ rose again, and I have the resurrection power in me through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Are you going to heaven? How about you? Are you going to heaven? Yeah. It's the death. It's the burial. I go, I'm so glad he went to prepare a place for us. And know what, everybody? That where he is, you may be also. You may be also. So if you're trying to get there and ignoring Jesus Christ, no. I am the way. The death, the burial, the resurrection. Let's all stand and clap our hands for what Jesus did, shall we? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I mean it all. Hallelujah. I'm glad he did not come down from the cross. He did not come down from the cross. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's raise our hands and love him for a moment. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Thank you, Jesus, for your death. Thank you, Jesus, for your burial. Thank you, Jesus, for your resurrection, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad he did not come down from the cross. He did not. So if you're here today with sin in your life and you don't know if you're going to go to heaven or not, when this church comes to this altar, why don't you come to this altar? Amen. And just talk to the Lord and let him talk to you about his death, burial, and resurrection. If there's a backslider here, God would love to renew you and the resurrection power today. To the church who knows, I'm on my way to heaven, yes. And you know you've repented and baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. I think one more time we can come to an altar and worship and thank God that he did not come down. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. So that you and I can repent and be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, how I love Jesus. Don't you love him today? Let's come and stand around this altar as we worship, then sing the song. Oh. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.